This is the happy hour. You guys going to happy hour? Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, maybe I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Cleary. C is for chunk. Brought to you by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome in to the first happy hour this week. It comes to you on a Tuesday because Matt Rule decided Something to schedule his press conference during our show. How dare Okay, that okay. First Already rule, off on the wrong foot. Yeah, first rule Let of me, being in Lincoln, Mr. Coach Rule. Never schedule a presser during the happy hour. All right? On. I mean, what are we doing here? You should know better than that. So there it is. Uh 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline. The starter Heyman text line, both those open for everybody this entire show today. Uh, Nick and Rico hanging out with you guys as always. We want to hear your thoughts on the Honda Lincoln Hotline and the starter Heyman text line or the starter Heyman Jewelers video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. All right, so Waterboy says, Sup, boys, may as well call that amateur hour on his part. I think you know we might have to let it slide we'll just say we'll, we'll chalk it up to him being new here i'll let it slide not depending on the hires he makes not understanding the landscape of sports radio in the city of lincoln nebraska he needs to understand 93 7 the ticket runs this here right? we are you're just the, you're just another show yeah just all another right? show coach rule not the most important nah. no, you ain't the main you ain't the main course you're, you're not the only one getting paid nine million dollars a year i don't know who else i don't is, know who else is but, but you're, you're not. not the only one <laughs> there are other people not not here, but there are other people. Yeah, Nebraska Nolan says, just saw a report that South Carolina has announced that they lost their o- offense coordinator to Nebraska. That is true. Um, Shane Beamer went on, actually, a sports radio station in wherever... Wherever a sports radio station... No, 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 it would be... It would Columbia. Be Columbia. I keep wanting to say Charlottesville. Nope. I know that's not I know that's not right. Anyway, oh, Columbia, and said something along the lines of Marcus, you know, it's it's great um, connection with Marcus and Matt Rule, and we're we're happy for him. Here, I can pull up my Twitter because I retweeted it. Um, I guess it's a good point to say you can always follow uh, Rico and I on Twitter, Nick underscore Saner, and at Radio Rico AC. Okay, so this was Shane Beamer, South Carolina's head coach, on one oh seven point five the game in Columbia, South the, Carolina, the Carolina. Game. Wow. <laughs> 107.5 The Game, FM Sports Radio. Shout out to our fellow FM Sports Radio par- friends. Rookies. But quote, only FM. Yes, Shane Beamer. Quote, we want to wish Marcus well getting connected with Coach Rule out at Nebraska. Cool opportunity for him and appreciate his work in this program the last couple years as well. So um, they are looking for a new offense coordinator at South Carolina, and it seems as if Nebraska has their new offensive coordinator in Marcus Satterfield, who is coming from South Carolina. Um, there's been a lot of thoughts on his his offense the last couple weeks and how it differs from the rest of his career. Mm-hmm. Um, the last two weeks, obviously, wins over Tennessee and Georgia. 
and South Carolina put up like a total of 94 points or something in those two games combined, so people are freaking out about that. Um, but we kind of know Matt, Matt Rule's offense, um, and I, I've, I've kind of watched – I watched the Big 12 championship game in 2019 against Oklahoma, that overtime thriller, uh, just a little bit ago. And then last night, I kind of talked about this on AD and Raf show. I was watching the Sugar Bowl from 2020 Sugar Bowl. against Georgia. And if it's anything similar to what we kind of saw in, in those games while Matt Rule was at Baylor, it's gonna, they're, they're going to need a quick decision maker at quarterback um rpo type you need to be you know be able to read defenses there's going to be casey thompson talked about this yesterday in the article um that he he told and and his comments that he said to multiple outlets yesterday was that his quarterbacks matt rules quarterbacks quick decision makers a lot of pre-snap movements a lot of uh reading defenses in addition to the the already you know need to be able to read defenses as Mm -hmm. a college quarterback so here here's the deal I, i would also say this for husker fans because there's a lot of talk about guys that Nebraska may lose to the transfer portal. There's a lot of talk about guys they're trying to still keep. Um, I, I think the door has opened significantly more when it comes to Casey Thompson specifically in the last 48 hours. I mean, you've heard, I mean, Matt Rule said that he talked to the players. You got the comments from Casey Thompson. You, he was talking about watching film. And- Excuse me, Tennessee and Clemson, not Georgia. Not Georgia. <laughs> Thank you, Kirk from Georgia. One, I apologize. Tennessee and Clemson. <laughs> Clemson Clemson's the F word. How dare you? Let me tell you. They, they really are. Clemson's really the F word. Okay, uh, go ahead, Rico. But, I apologize. No, sorry. Um, you, you heard um, Matt Rule talk about how he talked to the players, and then Casey Thompson, after the presser, uh, talked about watching you know game film, watching games, and talking about the quarterbacks in those systems um, for Matt Rule. He talked about talking with P.J. Walker, who was his uh, quarterback at Temple and for a little bit up in Carolina, and talking to Charlie Brewer, who was his quarterback at Baylor, and kind of picking their brain on, on what a Matt Rule offense is, is going to be like. And this isn't saying that Casey is going to stay. Yeah. This isn't saying Casey's going to go, but he was speaking with former quarterbacks that have that have quarterbacked under Matt Rule, and I, I believe that he would be a pretty good fit for that that type of offensive system, especially you know the last couple of games for Casey Thompson. He utilized his legs a lot more. Now we're not saying that he's going to be a you know massive threat with those legs and that he's going to you know run for over 600 yards in a single season, but just the added threat of his athleticism, his speed, and the way that Matt Rule's offenses have seemed to work, and the RPOs and the quick decisions and the arm strength that Casey Thompson has, it, it all seems like it's almost a match made in heaven between both of them so if Casey Thompson is to stay the offense that Matt Rule has run in the past now I'm not I don't know much about uh Satterfield's offense but I know that Rule's offense and and Casey Thompson would work pretty well well Matt Matt Rule talked about what kind of players he he likes to recruit last year or yesterday he said that during his press conference and we might have a soundbite that that says this specifically, but he said something along the lines of, "We like them big, and we we like fast guys. We like big and fast guys." And so, um, with that in mind, Nebraska. I mean, we'll start to see kind of their recruiting profile. Just to an idea, or just to let everybody know, recruiting wise, Nebraska their their current staff, Matt Rule and company, reoffered Cameron Lenhart the IMG, the target from IMG that was previously committed to Nebraska. Mm-hmm. 
Um, decommitted after the firing of Eric Shenander. Yes, decommitted after Eric Shenander got fired, and then was still was still on Nebraska's board under Mickey Joseph and and Bill Bush, still on their board, still in communication. He posted a couple um, of things on his Instagram, his story about Nebraska from time to time. Yeah, but now today he was reoffered, and he's a he's a four star outside linebacker slash defensive end from IMG Academy at Academy in Bradenton, Florida. Um, so, I mean, that's kind of something to watch there. We've seen them offer a couple guys. It's it's different because you remember when Scott Frost came into town, and this has been something of, of Scott Frost and his staff the last four years and change, was they sent out a plethora of offers, but you didn't know how committable mm-hmm. those offers were, number one, and number two, how much evaluation went into those offers. So now what's interesting here is you'll remember that Matt Rule said yesterday he hadn't talked to the assistant coaches quite yet. And when we, when recruiting was brought up yesterday, he said we're going to take a look at, at the guys, not only that they have committed, but also the guys that Nebraska's current staff was or previous staff was already looking at, and we'll see, you know, if they fit what we want to do. Mm-hmm. So there, we're gonna we're gonna learn a lot about what, how different a, of a body type Nebraska may be looking at in these next couple weeks when they send out offers. He did say that his recruits and his players are going to come in all shapes and sizes, mm-hmm. so it's not like he's going to cut anybody out if they're an offensive lineman because they're under six foot three or something like that. He's going to look at a bunch of different people, and if they've got the heart, if they want to play football, I'm sure that Matt Rule will take a good look at that, and his coaching staff and his recruiting coordinators will take a look at that and you know send out offers where guys fit in for uh, for this staff because – Again, I don't want to take shots at anybody, but before you would see linemen getting offers for the previous staff, they're all over six six. They're six six five, yeah. six six, six seven. Just you know, power forwards that didn't quite make it in basketball and and are, are gonna you know put on some weight and try to block some people. And you know, that's that's all good and well if they can you know play the position. But if you can get a guy who's six foot four, six foot three, and you know is a dog, then that's much better, you know. A two-star, six-foot-three guy who who's ready to block and ready to take somebody's head off would be better than a six-foot-six guy who's just big. Yeah, I, I agree, and I think some. I mean, once again, stuff that stuck out to us yesterday, and it is all talk. Like we're, we're, I'm seeing the text from from previous shows. I saw them this morning, um, and I'm seeing them now. Of well, that's all talk. You know, we'll, we'll find out. We want to see results, and I get that. But, we're a day in, but so far, yeah, we're we're a day in. We are three days into this hire um, officially and and so far number one you have a, a guy at, at head coach who we know for a fact showed up at work to work at 5 a.m. this morning and maybe he was there before maybe just got the you show, at him. least showed up at, to work at 5 a.m. he talked about how he's a grinder and he wants guys around him that are grinders we are slowly but surely figuring out kind of Matt Rule's staff um, Terrence Knighton, nicknamed Pot Roast, shout out to Pot Roast, is going to be is going to be rolling up to Lincoln. Eight-year um, NFL veteran, yeah, and, and and spent time with with Matt Rule for a while here, um, but once again with one of the greatest names in in the entire world, Pot Roast, love it. And so he he's going to be there. I, obviously, there's a lot of other rumors. And you know going to be really happy about that hire is is uh, Raph. That's right. Because he did a lot of his damage for the Broncos. That's right. He so funny. Funny enough, Raf texted AD and I already in our group chat and and said, "Ah, oh, yeah, Terrence Knight, former Bronco." Of course he did. And then with the hashtag, let's ride. Everything is a Broncos um, connection. Every, everything has a Broncos connection. Anyway, 
and obviously the Marcus Satterfield one hasn't been confirmed by Nebraska specifically, but when South Carolina's head coach Shane Beamer goes on to sports radio in, in Columbia and talks about, you know, looking for a new offensive coordinator, that's as much of a confirmation as you need right now mm-hmm. um, in today's world. So, I mean, we're slowly starting to figure things out, but everything, now once again, although it be early, the things that Matt Rule had talked about how he wants to operate his program not only aligns with what Husker fans want, but aligns with what Trev Alberts has been preaching since day one of the job. And that's something I alluded to earlier this morning on Adian Raff was when you hear Trev Alberts talk from day one of him getting this job to whatever day number we're on right now and hiring Matt Rule as the next head coach. You want to add all the days up? No, I do not. <laughs> it's all been the same. Like the message that we hear from Trev Alberts is always the same. He doesn't and waver. He doesn't waver. It's it's consistency, it's communication, it's accountability, and it's being on the same page. It's and obviously there's more and deeper things. Trusting the the process, being focused on the details, having a details oriented uh, operation on a day to day basis, but I, I think that's that's telling when and gives comfort. I think when you look at maybe the guy that Trev Alberts decided to hire decided to hire mm-hmm. whoever it would have been whether it was Matt Rule whether it was Mickey Joseph whether it was Urban Meyer whether it was Luke Chris Kleiman whoever Kleiman, whoever Dave it DeBoer. was although we don't know much about ex coach whoever would have been the name I think we know enough about Trev Alberts that gave it a little bit of comfort for the next seven months until we talk about fall camp I think that provides a little bit of comfort because Trev Alberts unlike maybe coaches that Nebraska's had in years past, doesn't waver or so far hasn't wavered from what he preaches his values are, how important characteristics and and just being on the same page is to him, and also him being accessible. Like, Nebraska is one of these places... Where the, the fan base is so passionate, Rico, mm-hmm. that they want to feel like they are connected to the people making the decisions. They want to be a part of everything. They want to, they want to feel, mm-hmm. like, even if even though they're not... Good and bad. Yes, they want to feel like they are part of it and involved because I they care so decision. deeply. Exactly. And so being able to see Trev Alberts at a football game where you can't get within you know five feet of him to shake his hand because that's just how football games are, mm-hmm. that's one thing. However... Being able to see him at a Husker softball game sitting in the middle of the stands, in the middle of all the other general fans, mm-hmm. or, or going to Husker women's basketball games and seeing him walk in with his wife and with his family and, and being able to go up and shake his hand just out of the blue. Sitting front row at volleyball that, games that and is a, hands That's accessibility. And then when you think about previous regimes, both head coaches, both uh, athletic directors and athletic department leaders, that was not the case. That's not the case. How often did you see Sean Eichhorst out at other things? No, you rarely saw it. Well, same he was with, a robot. Same so. with Bill Moose. Like, Sean Eichhorst, you barely saw him on the field at football games. He was always up in his box. Mm-hmm. And then it was after the games, you know, he'd get interviewed, and, and Bob Diaco, he'd talk about Bob Diaco, and Bob Diaco talked about Well, it was him. always, if you it heard like from Sean Eichhorst, it was weird, because yes. you never heard it. So if he talked, yes. it was like, okay, what's happening? Yes, like, you what, always what's think gonna something's be the breaking bad news? happening. Who's getting fired? Who's getting, you know, who's getting hired? What's happening here? If Sean Eichhorst spoke, it was generally, you know, a, a sign of concern. 
that you were extremely surprised when he talked and that you know to the point of you know we had a robot voice here for Sean Eichhorst because the dude never talked to anybody yeah uh, so I just think it's I, I think then you hear Matt Rule in in his opening statement yesterday now and take it for with a grain of salt because as as AD likes to say trust but verify and and I I'm on board with that I'm I'm, I'm truly am mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not trying. I'm not saying all this to overhype and say that you guys need to start, you know, sell buying season tickets and make sure you go to every single game because Nebraska is going to win all 12 next year. I'm not. I'm not there, and I'm not trying to be there. However, it, it was encouraging and refreshing to hear something different in saying that. And we and we had this with Mickey Joseph. Let me make that very clear. We had this with Mickey Joseph and his family, Priscilla, all of them. It was refreshing, though, now that the permanent head coach, the guy that just signed an eight-year deal, number one, said all the things in his opening statement to align himself with Trev. But also, number two, outwardly, without hesitation, without being prompted, without being asked about it, wants to be a part of this community. Wants to be out at the local diner, as he said. And he was. And he was. He went to, He had some walleye food there they posted on facebook yeah. i can't remember the name of the place started to see i think anyway uh, it was some bistro here in lincoln but and i get it if you're on that on that side of the coin where you're like that's all scripted of course he's gonna say that he's trying to win over the crowd did it work did, did it did it not work did he get you <laughs> because and and i understand once again that carmelis thank you jory but and i get that if you are hesitant and i get it that um, you won't put your stamp of approval on it until wins come on Saturdays. But for the time being, day three, so far, there's there's things that you can look deeper at and, and take away that are encouraging and refreshing from what Nebraska's had recently. Right? What Nebraska's had recently. They want to feel like they know the head coach. Nebraska fans do. Mm-hmm. They want to feel like they know the head coach away from just what they see at the press conferences. Why? Because it's easier to cheer for them, right? It's the same thing with athletes. If you know athletes off the field as the 17 or 18 to 22-year-olds or 18 to 24-year-olds, they're easier to cheer for when you know them as a person rather than just the athlete. They're easier to cheer for. So there's that same sentiment can be given um, I, I can be given and transitioned to the coaching staff as well. And so I think there's, there's reasons to be somewhat excited. Um, all right. Let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we will uh, kind of hear some sound bites as well from Matt Rule's press conference. We'll also get your guys' thoughts. 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Sarder Heyman text line. Both those continue to be open for you guys the entire show. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Happy Hour on 93.7 The Ticket. Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC. More of Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.